I am a little bit of a pessimist, and you are. You know, well, we know that. But that's my job. You're supposed to bring the positivity here. Munster are not one of the best teams in the world at the moment. The Red Seventy Eight with Alan Quinlan and Neil Briggs. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Um, David Connolly is with us to talk about a disastrous performance from the Republic of Ireland at the weekend and to look forward to what's coming over the next week or so. David, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, lads. Very well, you? Okay. Um, so we, we were having a, you know, we were teasing through what happened in the second half and, and my contention is that it's, it's, it's not that we were dominated in the second half, it's kind of worse than that, is that we had loads of the ball, but we actually don't really seem to know what we want to do with it when we have it. Yeah, I mean... Uh uh, it was. I, th- I thought it was. A, it was a hard watch, really, and uh, I'm sure. I'm really sure that that Stephen will look back on a lot of of what of what he done in this game. You know, in terms of the starting team. You know, um, I, I I think he could have done things a little bit differently. I said this on. A, I did a podcast last week, and you know, the starting team. I I, I wouldn't have. You know, I would have done something different on this. You got to remember as well, Jed. That, that these nation league games, I know that they you play for something, but they do in effect replace friendlies, right? Now, would me or countless others have got a chance to play for Ireland if there was always something at stake like the nations league? I, d- I don't know. Whereas, I got my debut in a in a friendly, and so did loads of the other lads who went on to get you know fifty, sixty, seventy, a hundred caps or whatever. You know, so if you're not going to play and risk starting players, you know, because you want to win the league, as as Stephen said. I think that's a dangerous road because I think it was the perfect chance to really experiment a little bit. And I think it's a wasted opportunity. Are we not past the experimentation stage, David? I, he... He had probably more experimentation than he wanted in the First Nations League because of all the COVID issues. You know, it's over a dozen players have had their first competitive start that while, yes, there's always an opportunity for one or two guys in a Festia Bazella to come in over these four games and maybe Will Smallbone gets promoted quite soon from the 21s. But you still look at that squad. It's guys with 10, 20 caps that actually we're at a stage now of betting them in, of them becoming those established players who do go on to have 60, 70 caps and they need to play and they need to know a system and they need to be able to perform in days like this for the qualifiers that are coming pretty yeah. quickly. No, I know what you're saying, but th- there's so many nuances to football that you can't just say, ah, uh, you know, those lads have had the caps, they should still be playing. You know, f- say, for, say for example, you're Callum Robinson and you, you, you've barely played You've barely played in the last couple of months of the season, right? His shot selection is so off. Not just the other night, but against Lithuania as well. I look back at it. His decision-making. If you can't go and play, uh, uh, you know, a, a kind of a, a, a Will Keane or, 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 or try something different, you know, in terms of the top part of the pitch, Michael Oberfemi, if you can't do something different away from home, for the first forty-five, because you know you're sticking to your tried and trusted. I, I think it's, I think it's dangerous. You know, I do. And you know, Callum looked a half a yard off. You know, a couple of through balls went went early doors, and I think Michael would have got on the end of them. He almost did the wrong thing, bringing Michael on. I think once you've scored goals and you've had a really good season, start the kid, starting from the off, and then at least you've pacified and you've gone right. Boom! I've given you your chance. 
And if he doesn't take it within 60, 60 odd minutes, or even after 45, you can still change it. Psychologically, I think it's bad because you've got players there who performed really well at club level and you've still got some players starting who haven't quite performed at club level and in a division below. So I, I think it was a perfect chance. And now I think, he's, as, he, as he did with the subs, he was caught between a rock and a hard place. He brought Michael on, who's, who probably hasn't been used to coming on as a sub for the last two months. He's been starting games of football for Swansea. You know, and then he's coming short. There's a few things I think I think I would have done a little bit differently, and not just the front part of the pitch. Go on, t- tell us, talk us through those because I, I actually well, thought I, Troy Parrott maybe would have been better off the bench. But anyway, go on. Yeah, there's there's a few like that. I think you know you, he, he didn't really know. They said they were surprised how Armenia were going to play. So you could have had a, a, an old style target man. I mean, I was looking; it was 20 years to the day. You know, Niall Quinn flicked on for Robbie to score. You know, it could have been a keen up there flicking on uh, because you could you could then go long and go short and play through. They weren't sure how Armenia were going to play, right? But also the surprise factor of a, of a, of a Keen, of an Obafemi, might, might have just unsettled them a little bit rather than knowing, well, he's probably going to play you know, Callum Robinson down through the middle. And, you know, they would have watched all the videos in the last few games. You know, little things like that. I thought John Egan was off. I thought he was really off as a left side. So I thought uh, the disallowed goal, you know, which he got away with, but his body position, his body shape, he got turned, he didn't get across. Duffy had to get across. I, I, thought, uh, I thought they had a real off day down the flanks. You know, so there was a few things, whether Manning would have started for his ball playing ability. You know, you're going away from home to a team you want to dominate. I think you, you just get better footballers in the side. You know? And there was a few things. It's all right saying this, but I kind of did say this before the game, so I can stand by my my opinion on it, you know, which I, I think he, he got wrong. And I don't think you should be talking up too much about winning leagues and stuff. I think you just, you just crack on with like, you know, the longer term process and, and, and things like winning your first tackle, even the kickoff, you know what we did from the kickoff. I mean, you've seen the kickoff, right? The, the, the ball goes back. Armenia drop all 11 players and we just play a 90 yard punt up the pitch. And I'm thinking, is that, you know, it was like 50 yards of space to take the ball into. So, it was a bit of a predictable start, and that's how the game went, really. On the bigger issue of the system, David, and maybe this feeds into you know changing uh, some of the personnel as well. Like Ireland have now settled on this three-man defence, and you know Stephen Kenny puts it back to the England game and how Ireland were ripped apart, and he said this wasn't going to happen again. Uh, feels a lot more comfortable, and it maybe plays Ireland's strengths in terms of depth, but it get. Against a team like Armenia, who like Ireland at seventy percent possession, so like we talk about a change in era and style. Like I think the Georgia game under Martin O'Neill was thirty percent over in Georgia. Now we've seventy percent. It's a similar style style result, though. Do Ireland need two formations? Is that easy to do at international level where you don't have a lot with the players? Like, do they need three centre halves against Armenia, against Luxembourg, against Azerbaijan? No, they don't. But I mean, it depends how you play with those centre halves. Look, there's no way those two lads in the middle of the pitch are going to cover you know, 80 wide, an 80 wide yard pitch because any any good team you're coming up against will make your back three into a back five. You know, they'll push their wingers high and wide, pen them back in, you know, the full backs will be going. And that'll mean whether it's whoever, Cullen or Hendrick, those two have got to cover the whole middle of the pitch. So there's no way, for example, I mean, Ukraine will probably change, right? Because they've had the same team for two games in a row now. They'll probably, he'll probably... Uh, alter his team but their three in midfield will absolutely dominate R2 in the middle of the park there's so much work for those two to get through um, and against better teams 
you know that that that's going to be an issue. So I don't like personally. I'm not a massive fan of of a back three. A lot of these lads do play in a back three, you know. But some of them, like Duffy, would have known from Brighton. I mean, they play a back three, they play a back four, they play a diamond at times. You know, they play all sorts of different formations. Um, whether the back three for Ireland is, 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 you know, I do think you need some flexibility within that. And you have to encourage, if you've got a lot of possession, encourage those lads, sort of, you know, the outside centre-backs over the pitch. But then it's a delicate balance. You've got to cover them as well. So, yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't be totally wedded to him. It has served him well, don't get me wrong. But I, I just think, you know, we didn't have enough players in the box. Another thing, we didn't have enough players. You go back to the Belgian game, we had like five players in the box. On both our goals, we had five lads in the box. You know, the other night we had two. Well, there was a good you cross. Know, we, there was a really good cross that came in at one stage and there was literally nobody there and kind of going. There was no one there. Yeah, exactly. So well, that back three at times, if you're going to play counter-attacking football, you might only have one or two in the box. You know, a little bit of possession, but breaking from deep at times and putting lads in behind. Like Bene, who, who was quick and got in behind well, but often there'd be, you know, there's no attacking midfielder getting in the box because they can't, because the likes of Cullen and, and Hendrick have got to cover 80 yards width across the pitch, plus the whole length. I mean, very rarely are they going to be making the box. You know, they're, they're, so, they're not going to be making an Alan Brown type run, well, is any it, of them. Is there a, fi- <clears throat> is there a fix? If, if so, if you, if, pretty much if you're picking that team again, you've said you would put Obafemi and, and Keane up front. Is that right? That would have been your two, and then... You're well, t- I would have, uh, yeah, I would have, I would have gone for something only because I remember there was a game we played under Mick as well. We played, I think it might have been Andorra away, and and we knew they would park the bus. Now I mean they didn't park, the, but we knew they would park the bus. But I think he played me and I don't know if he played me and Robbie or me and uh, two little lads up top. And anyway, we just couldn't get through. So it, it was it was impossible. So after uh, Mick, after about twenty minutes, changed it and he brought the other book Quinney on or Cass just as a different route, you know, in terms of if you can't go through them, we can go over them and, and, and little bits like that. Now, I, I think, I just think for the first 45, he could have tried uh, uh, something different, an Obafemi and, and a King, you, you know, I, I do. I don't think there would have been anything lost in that game, you know, rather than sticking with your, 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 your I, I think Callum needs to, and he'll be under pressure next season, Stephen, because some of these players might not be playing that regularly. You know, and, and the likes of some others might be, you know, if Michael Oberfemi is banging in goals again, how can, how can he be left out? I mean, it's, uh, he's, got, he's got to be starting games. The Armenia one was perfect because now he'll probably start against Ukraine and I think it would be better to start him away for his first one, you know? I think it's something Stephen Kenny has struggled with throughout his time is how to get that balance with players' fitness and sharpness and to marry it all together and like Callum Robinson is the perfect example of that you think back to the Luxembourg game where Ireland were beaten he played brilliantly against Serbia and you think he's just going to kick on from here they have a game four days later and he couldn't get a touch of the ball because he wasn't used to playing two matches in four days and was way off it and even when you're going through players there David like, like John Egan didn't play well but John Egan played every game this season so is John Egan not playing well because he's fatigued actually at the end of the season and we have other guys who haven't played any football so they're not right at it so I'm, I'm not in any way making an excuse for Stephen Kenny around this but he needs to figure that out as to how you get the most dynamic players on the pitch at the one time he needs to sort it out pretty quickly Well I would say this as well if you look at um, the, say, say England he, he, the Gareth Southgate started James Justin right and James had a very difficult first half and he took him off at half time now whether he was injured or not I don't, I don't but the point being, you know, there's there's not there's nothing wrong with with if if lads are a bit off the pace, you know, making a change early early doors to go and to go and change things and and maybe 
I, I just think it, in that game, uh, uh, you know, you look at how Manning has played at times, like say against Lithuania, I thought he's excellent, you know, with the ball. And, and I think we just needed more quality, you know, with the ball. As I said, our shot selection was dreadful. You know, we, at times we were shooting and, and we didn't have width and we are taking shots on from ridiculous angles. It was, yeah, there's a, it a, a few things to iron out. It's not all doom and gloom. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, like, there's a few things that... that it feels, it feels a little bit doom and gloom. It does. It felt a little bit like this is a replay of the Luxembourg game where it's a team we're supposed to be better than. We have more possession. We don't really know what to do with the ball. And we're then, therefore, open to a fluky but brilliant long-range goal. Yeah, I, look, I can under, the, the long range goal. Obviously, we can. You, you know, why is Michael coming short there? He's come on a sub. His first thought: you should be drilling into his ear. Your strength is in behind. You got to stretch the game for us. Do not be coming short. He's not a link man. You know, that's not his game. And he comes short after we've been under pressure. Cullen tries to find him to feet, when really he should be banging that over the top, and then everyone can get up the pitch. But that's just one moment. We 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 can't look too. You know, it, it's more the general. The general game, you know. The, the, I think it's a good I point think, David makes as well about James Justin, who you know you feel sorry for him. It's his England debut; he's a bit of a nightmare, and he's hauled off <laughs> after forty-five. Like, there's, it felt they were a bit slow with the changes, and like at halftime, if Ireland, you know, were creating some chances. Ogbeni should have scored just before half time. Uh, they had a lot of possession. You sort of thought Ireland are going to score early in the second half. And they'll kick on, they'll win 2 0, we'll all move on with our lives. But very quickly, it was clear within five minutes that that wasn't going to be the case. And they waited and they waited and they waited. It, it felt as though it didn't need just Michael Obafemi, it needed a, a pretty major overhaul quite quickly at the start of that second half in terms of system, in terms of players. And it just took too long. And by that stage, Armenia had just taken control of the game. Yeah, exactly. that is, that's in game management. You know, there's two types of management you can, well, there's loads of But, you know, there's pre game, you have all the analysis. And I played under some, some, some managers, you know, who'd be brilliant at this. Pre-game, all the analysis, the video, highlighting strengths, weaknesses, how to attack teams, where, you know, where their strengths lie, where they're vulnerable. Great. The other, the other key uh, attribute of a manager is in-game management. In-game. Right, what we plan for actually is not happening here. You know, like Mick, like Mick McCarthy having the... the the wherewithal to make a change don't get me wrong it was a must win game but I think it was 25-30 minutes you know what this isn't working I don't I can wait till half time so he made a change you know after like 25-30 minutes did you get you hauled know, off? I did get hauled off yeah yeah but well, I don't I don't hold anything against me right. for that because I think it was either me or Robbie and, and to be fair to Mick at times you might, like I think we played around in the World Cup qualifiers me and Robbie up top and I stayed on and Robbie came off you know, but in this regard, I, he, he was obviously Robbie's. You know, his footwork around a box. Obviously, you know, you understand that. Like disappointed, but pre-game, right? This is the team that's actually in-game. Twenty minutes, twenty-five. This is not working. Yeah, they are part of the bus. So there's two types of, and some managers are fantastic pre-game, doing everything with all the analysis. I think another real skill is in-game. How you affect games when things are not. This is not planning as or. I tell you, what, this is going quite well. We 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 can do something else here as well, and that's that's a different skill set. Some comments from our listeners. Robert Spencer says a three-man defence can be fruitful. With Chelsea, they play Cesar Aspilicueta at right centre back. England during the Euros played Walker at right centre back. Put Coleman out at right centre back. It saves Duffy and Egan from being on the ball. Now, you want Nathan Collins in the team because he's been our Premier League defender who's got the most game time. But perhaps there is a case for 
Seamus Coleman being one of those three defenders because he could be someone who is going to take the ball and not be forced or feel like oh Josh Cullen is demanding the ball off me I have to give it to him he's like no go on you you get up the pitch I'm going to bring it up to the halfway line because I'm not being challenged here even a little quirk a little kink in the in the selection might have changed things for you know for the better at the weekend yeah look maybe there's plenty of teams look Tottenham played a three there's that's yeah, we can all give examples of a back three, and it's right. You know, Tottenham and played a three, but they played without the ball. You know, they play counter attack. I've saw them against Brentford, and they were absolutely dominated. But yet, they got the ball into the front a couple of times and looked really, really dangerous, and had the pace of Son to get in behind and the link up of of Kane. And you know, they've got the front part of the pitch, which is just you know absolutely off the chart in terms of world class ability. So, you know, there's different there's different. You know, there's different ways of, of, of being a three, but, you know, that's... We're, Ireland aren't, probably aren't at that sort of level at the minute, are they? So, no. Yeah, so. Danny Mack says, Ireland are missing one or two regular Premier League players. Until then, we ain't going nowhere. Is this, like... Look, we've never had fewer players playing in the Premier League and than we playing had last fewer season. minutes. And playing fewer <laughs> minutes. And, like, we, and we don't have anybody near being a superstar. And we know it international football. Look at Zinchenko. Look at Zinchenko for Ukraine playing middle of midfield, running the show in the two games. Like, he was unbelievably good. And we've nobody near that level right now. And that's not, we don't have the players because I don't think we can ever give that as an excuse for Stephen Kenny because he ruled it out right at the start has been an excuse. But you do just feel that one or two guys, uh, you know, Declan Rice and Jack Grealish in Ireland are qualifying quite easily. But one or two guys getting to another level uh, would elevate the entire thing. And the question marks that are there about players not playing football like Duffy and Hendrick should be two key men right now and neither of them played a game of football in four months yeah what what like yeah. what, what that comes that, that that's so it is so I can't tell you how important that is it doesn't matter who you are you know you, you can't be wedded if you're Ireland manager we've known this you know down the years you can't be wedded to selecting players who are playing or in form we know that right and that that comes down to the other ability of, of Stephen which he's you know he's been international manager now for a number of years obviously with the 21s as well so he would have had this in terms of selecting players who are playing those that aren't playing those that might be a, a better club but aren't playing those are at a lower level but are playing and how you balance that out and that's a key that is a key skill but it's so hard to to suddenly if you're not playing and, and it puts you in a puts you in a situation as manager as well that you're backing players obviously that, that are not playing football at the minute and 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 it puts you under pressure in a different way in terms of your your selection of those players because how long does that continue you know if Travis is number 1 and playing in the Premier League next season and Gavin Bazunu is in league we don't know where who who is he going to play in goal it's a nice luxury to have don't get don't get me wrong but you know same with Quiven if Quiven's not starting games but 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 Mark Travis is What's he going to do? I mean, it's going to be very difficult, for example, to to stick with somebody who's not playing football. I mean, you know, even if he is a, he feels a, a superior goalkeeper, it's difficult, very difficult. Do you keep picking Duffy and Hendrick for now? Well, I think Jeff's had a tough time because his loan didn't work out. But I thought he played with, with the ball first half. I thought he he got on it, and I thought he he released lads like Obafemi and Rumson in behind really well. I just think. I think they need another player in there. They need another player, whether it's Alan Brown or 
they need a th- I think they need a three man midfield. I'll be sticking another one in there. See, and, 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 and again, know. like it, it's a relatively slight change, but if if it hadn't been Paris and it had been Brown and if, or if it had been Knight instead of Paris, then the team it feels like would have just been better balanced and and we would have had more numbers and there would have been there would have been a bit of cut and thrust to the well, ball. Well, Ukraine will have a well. Let's say that, that let's say we were playing Ukraine a game ago. They'd have a three man midfield, right? I don't know whether they will against us because they might, you know, a lot of those lads now might be... They're resting, might all the, they're resting anybody who yeah. played against Wales. Yeah, exactly. They're going to have five games in 13 days. So this is set up for us. They have played a back three before. You know, they've played a similar formation to us. Um, at the last couple of games, few games, they've played a back four. So we, we kind of don't know, you know, we don't know how they're going to line up at the minute. However, their midfield is not going to be as strong. So R2 against against their three might be enough, you know, might be enough anyway. But if it was against, you know, the Zinchenkos and the Malinovskis, then I, I would have definitely gone with a, another player in the middle of the park. Given that Ukraine are coming off a fairly devastating defeat to Wales at the weekend, what should our expectation level be? To me or to, to Nathan? Um I think, uh, you know, I, I think as David said, if Ukraine were coming and this was their first match and they were going with that midfield, uh, Ukraine are by far and away the best team in this group. Uh, and if they're at full strength, would beat Ireland. Um, but the fact that they're going to be a second string Ukraine side, the devastation of what happened on Sunday, uh, there's an opportunity at home for Ireland. It's going to be a, a big crowd. Uh, I think they need to get something from the game. Like This turns very, very quickly. Lose to Armenia, lose at home. you got Scotland coming, who again, you would say on paper, are probably a better team uh, than Ireland. So I think Ireland needs something from this match. I'd expect to be three, four changes to the Ireland team, but certainly not a game they should be losing if Ukraine are making 11 changes. David, last word on this to you. Yeah, I, I look. There will, there will be changes, I think. Uh, but obviously, from Ukraine and, and hopefully from us, you know, freshening it up. I think the lads, some of the lads that played, I think would 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 probably come out. Um, I know Sayog Bene was was a real threat, and he is a real threat. He'll probably stay in the team, but I'd like to see just I, I don't know Manning come in on, on the left hand side for you know maybe that bit of quality and craft he's he's got on the ball. Maybe Alan Brown come in as well. Um, and whether it's an Oberfemi and, and a Keen or, or one of those two, you know, one, one of those two. But I, ju- I just think he missed a trick with, with not playing them against, against Armenia. And, and now you're kind of, he's kind of caught a little bit thinking, right, because if you're, if you're Oberfemi, you'll be going, right, is this going to be my chance now? Because w- what you want him to do is then, whichever one of those players comes in, they then build again to the next game, which yeah. is why the Armenia, Armenia one, Armenia one is the weaker one of all these games should have been the one to start them in. And if they play well, bang, right, you're in for the next one against Ukraine and away you go. Yeah, 100%. Uh, last one, a comment from Shifty Lad says, David's really good at talking about the breakdown of matches and tactics, but am I the only one looking at the bear in the corner waiting for it to move? <laughs> uh, well, it's not Ted. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't move in that sort of way. <laughs> yeah, this is... Yeah, I'm always in my son's... Uh, it's my son's room, but it's painted pink, but he's, he's fine. He's, he's all right with that. He doesn't move. The bear's a big bear. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, yeah. We're going to need a bigger, bigger bear. <laughs> Good stuff. David, enjoy the game. Thanks a million. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. David Connolly giving us some thoughts there on the Republic of Ireland's 1-0 defeat to Yarvin. Um, 1-0 defeat to Armenia in Yarvin, even. OTB AM. With Gillette. 
Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. 